All right. Good morning. How are you guys all doing? If you got your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 6, and that's where we're going to be today. Um, and the title of this passage is Do Not Worry, and I find it really, really, really ironic, because this entire week I was preaching to myself and um, teaching myself not to worry. And people would ask me, I always thought it was funny, uh, they would ask me throughout the week, uh, are you worried about preaching on Sunday? And I told them, that's pretty ironic if I'm preaching about do not worry, and I'm worried about preaching. So... We're going to be in Matthew 6, but that's just how easy it is for us to worry. Uh, it doesn't take, we don't have to worry about worrying, we automatically do it. It doesn't take much time or thought, um, but that's something that's um, with all of mankind, is that we worry. And this passage in verse six or chapter 6, verse 25, is uh, comforting, and it's been a blessing to my life. I remember reading this when I was younger because I would worry when I was younger about uh, school or worry about going to school on the first day, which just happened, or worry about uh, friends or uh, how am I going to go and survive in college. Um, And I remember this passage being a comfort to me. Um, And now, even now, it's a comfort to me as I look towards the future of uh, getting married and going to Israel, finishing school and paying off school. Um, And... mm -hmm. (laughs) but we all have our anxieties and our worries that we think about. Um, For some of the students, it's, some of them it's grades, a few of them it's grades. Um, Some of them it's just fitting in at school. Some of us it's uh, paying off uh, cars, paying off a house, paying off uh, anything. We worry about uh, having money or not having enough or having too much. Uh, I think it's it's odd that as humans, we can worry about anything and everything. And if we don't have something to worry about, we'll find something to worry about. And I want us, as we go through this passage, to think about what keeps us awake at night and what keeps uh, us anxious and what, what bothers us. Not for the sake of us being anxious, but the sake, for the sake of us um, having God's Word as a comfort to that specific uh, part. And so I want us to think about what we worry about, because uh, this speaks to my own anxieties and my own fears. I want it to be a blessing to you guys as well. So I'm going to read, starting in Matthew 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let me pray real quick. Dear Lord, I thank you for everybody that showed up this morning and that we all made it here safe. I ask that this passage would speak to our hearts and speak to the, uh, the things that 
that bother us and the things that worry us, Lord, and that we would ultimately take comfort in you and knowing that you are the ultimate comforter and you are all-powerful and you would take care of us and you promise to. Uh, Jesus, in your holy and powerful name I pray, amen. All right, first off, I want to look through this passage and see that the Lord, our Lord Jesus uses two uh, examples of something that we all know, and he uses those to, to explain to us um, why we shouldn't worry. And there's something that we see every day. Uh, the first example is birds, just regular birds. I think of sometimes the, uh, uh, with being here for over around three-ish months, I've noticed driving throughout the streets of Bear Valley um, that there's quail everywhere on the road. And I don't see them. I've been hiking a couple times, and I haven't seen them out in the wilderness, but they're on the roads. And I don't know why. I've seen a lot of deer, a lot of quail, a lot of rabbits from my vehicle or dodging my vehicle, but never like out in nature. I've seen like maybe one or two deer hiking in the middle of nowhere. But the, our Lord uses birds, starting in verse 25 through 26, and He uses just regular common birds to explain to us why we shouldn't worry. And I think he uses birds because if you've seen a pigeon, you don't go looking to the next pigeon to see if it's different. They all kind of look the same. And same with ducks. They all kind of look the same. Lord created them each to look um, how he wanted them to look. And the Lord uses those to say that we shouldn't worry about being fed. Because if you, if you study birds or if you've seen them or the ducks at Four Island Lake or something like that, they don't worry about being fed I think it's a funny image. If you were to see a duck swimming around Four Island Lake with a backpack, throwing in extra fish for later because he's worried that he's not going to be fed later and he's just going around hurrying wherever he needs to go, like being stressed out about being fed. That's not how birds act. They're just fed and they, they work towards that and they trust that they will be fed. And the Lord promises in verse 25 through 26 that they will be fed and then says to points to us that are we so much greater than birds? Uh, how could we worry? The Lord created us in His holy image. And He created us special. The birds all look the same, but with human beings, no two human beings are the same. The Lord created each of us unique in a specific way and says we are so much greater than the birds and so He will take care of us and our food. Um, and we're so much more valuable than that. And I, I take that as a comfort because oftentimes we worry about, am I going to have enough food? Especially with my parents when we were growing up, having, um, I'm the oldest, and then I have a brother who's four years apart and my sister who's two years younger than me, and we all ate so much food when we were younger. And sometimes they would probably say that we're eating them out of their house and home. And so um, there's probably at times when they're worried if, they're, if we're ever going to stop eating or uh, if we're going to have enough. But um, with this, when we, um, if we trust in the Lord that He's going to feed us and take care of us, um, I don't think the Lord's motioning or, or prompting us to say that we should ditch grocery shopping or, uh, or ditch working towards food. Um, what He's saying um, with the birds and us observing the birds is that we should continue to work towards it, not adopt a, a duck lifestyle in a sense of kind of wandering around the Lord promises um, that He will give us the harvest if we work towards that, and if we, um, if we plant and we work it, work towards that. Uh, the Lord blesses work um, in the beginning of creation. 
Um, when God created Adam, he created him to have a specific purpose and a job in life. And then it wasn't until after sin when uh, work became toil. And so we're to continue to work towards it, uh, trusting that the Father knows that we need food and that he will take care of us since we are so much greater than birds um, and that he's created us unique. Um, in verse 27, I like what the Lord says. Uh, uh, he says, which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? And what another translation would say, which of you can add one hour to your life? I think that's the better one. Uh, but the Lord is saying, uh, he's pointing towards that. Our worrying doesn't add anything. It's not going to help us in any way. Um, with you guys, how effective is our worrying at getting the problem solved? It doesn't help us, it doesn't produce anything, anything good. It produces everything bad. It makes our blood pressure go high. It gets us anxious inside and sometimes frustrated with why things aren't working. And that's what worrying only produces. But Jesus has this specific, uh, has this sentence so that we would notice that. That we can't add an hour to our life no matter how much we worry. We can't add anything to our life by worrying. It actually is the opposite. No matter how much time we spend worrying about something, it won't fix the problem. And I'm thankful that Jesus has that time that he spends between the two examples to point that our worrying is not going to produce anything. It's just worrying. The second example that the Lord uses is wildflowers. In verse 28 through 30, um, and I picture when I first came here in the beginning of the summer, it was towards when everybody was getting out of school and it had just rained throughout all of, uh, all of Bear Valley and all of Tehachapi. And I think of at the gate, above the gate, all those fields and those, those hills were green. They were bright green and they were alive. And at the beginning of the summer, there was all these orange poppies everywhere. And they were growing and they were flourishing and they were painting the hillsides. That's what I think of with the wildflowers um, that our Lord uses as an example in verse 20, uh, 28 through 30. And nobody planted those California poppies. Nobody went out way up on those hills and started planting them and then would keep coming back to water them and uh, would take care of them and make sure that they grew. Uh, nobody maintained them. Nobody took care of them, but God put those there. And God planted them. And that's what the Lord is using here. He's using to point towards that God made them beautiful and that God made them look good and they just grew. Um, and He's pointing to show with the wildflowers that um, they don't toil and they don't work towards it. And the Lord takes care of them. And then with the same with the ducks, how much greater are we than just wildflowers, which are later, uh, they, they fall away. If you look up on that hill, they're not there anymore. It's very brown up on the hill. But um, that was speaking to a time period and to a people that was much different than ours. Um, today, if you wanted a t-shirt, you could probably go to a couple stores in town, or if you can't go to a couple stores in town, go to Bakersfield, and you could find anything you really want. And if you don't find it there for the price you want, you go to another store. Um, back in that time period, your mother probably made your clothes, and she would take the time to get the wool, and then to make it into thread, and then that thread uh, she would make into your clothing, which would probably be the only outfit you have. So there wasn't a whole lot of options going on back then. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, fashion choices going on. Um, they just kind of um, had the clothes that you were given. 
And so it was a legitimate fear that I wouldn't have the clothing I need or I wouldn't be able to get more if I ripped it or if I lost it. And he speaks to them, or Jesus speaks to them and points and says that they can find comfort in the Lord, that they are greater than the lilies of the field and greater than the birds, and so he will clothe and feed them. The Lord points to that he sustains the life that he's given in us because we're of him. If we're of him, he's promising to sustain us. We don't have to be anxious over our needs and the things that worry us because we know that he can trust or we can trust in him. And we should work towards it. That, that's, our, that's our duty as human beings to continue to work uh, towards providing for those needs, trusting that the Lord will bless the harvest. Um, so since we don't have to worry, what are we supposed to do? Because we were pretty good at worrying. Um, I thought I was pretty good at it too. But if I'm not supposed to worry about what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink, what am I supposed to do? Uh, we're supposed to trust that God will take care of us. Um, in verse 31 through 32, or, uh, Jesus points to um, those who are Gentiles, which he means unbelievers, uh, worry about that. They worry and they seek um, and desire all the things of the world. And they worry and seek about it because they don't have our God behind them. They, those who are unbelievers have to try and do it on their own. And they don't look to God for comfort for that. Um, it's pretty hard just to live life and then to try and do it on your own uh, is even harder. And so we can trust in our God that He's going to take care of us. And that's a comfort for me that He's in control and that He promises to, to give me the things that I need. But what we're supposed to do with our time since our Lord is taking care of our worries, our lives will be spent seeking the kingdom of the Lord and His righteousness from verse 33. We're supposed to focus on what our God wants us to do and live to obey His Word. We're supposed to go where God wants us to go. And that's what He means. We're not supposed to live in the, the whole area of worrying about our life and what our life and what God's going to give us and what we need and everything like that. That can all get, um, that can be just a cycle of worrying, just staying down there. But if we push that aside, and trust in our God that He will take care of us and that He promises to take care of us even more so than He takes care of creation. Um, We can live for His kingdom and we're supposed to pursue His kingdom. This is the focus of this entire section is that we live for the kingdom of God. We put aside worrying and put aside anxieties so that we continue for the kingdom of God. And that's so much greater than just continuing that cycle of being worried. And that just only creates us uh, to be more anxious and frustrated and continue in that cycle when God calls us to something better and something uh, higher. And as I come uh, closer to the end of this passage, our Lord tells us not to be anxious about our life. And He promises that He'll sustain the life that He's given us. The Lord takes call, care of all the birds uh, and feeds them and promises even more so to take care of us because we are so much greater than birds and wildflowers. We're each created unique and specific, and the Lord cares about us. The Lord, our Lord Jesus didn't come uh, to die for the birds and the wildflowers. He came to die for humans, for us, that we would then accept His salvation and live for Him with the rest of our life and pursue Him. And we don't need to worry. He took care of 
He took care of us to the point of dying for us and giving us a salvation. That's the furthest I think that anybody could really go. And the Lord clothes uh, the fields with wildflowers that are one day thrown away, and even more so, He promises to clothe His sons and daughters. And what I find most comforting about this section is Jesus begins and ends the section telling us, do not worry. Then He tells us why. And then He begins and ends with do not worry to remind us because we forget. We forget so easily that we're not supposed to worry. Probably by the time that we leave here, we'll go and worry about something else or worry about uh, getting somewhere else on time or um, making it to lunch on time or getting everybody out of church back home. We'll find something else to worry about. And so we easily forget, which is why the Lord begins and ends telling us not to be anxious. I love the final phrase of this passage because the Lord tells us um, specifically not to worry. And I'll read it real quick. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. It already worries about its own stuff. We don't need to worry about it. We don't need to be anxious about what tomorrow brings uh, because it already worries about itself. But we can find comfort and uh, find comfort in the Lord that He'll take care of us. And that is so comforting to me. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like in and out. And then I can go throughout my day trusting that God is, God is um, with me. Anxiety and worry come so very natural to us. And we probably thought about something that we worried about this morning, and we're worrying about something now, or worry about something later. It's just going to come. But what we, tr- what we can do is trust in the Lord, and that the Savior of the world uh, tells us not to worry. That He's taking care of His people. So to sum it all up, just don't worry. <laughs> Seek after the Lord, and that's what's, uh, that's what's important in life. He will take care of us if we're seeking after Him. And that's what's important. Let me pray real quick. Dear Lord, I thank You that You sent Your Son, Jesus, to come on this earth, and that He, he taught us, and that He taught us well that we would not have to worry, and that we can trust in Him, that He is the ultimate caretaker and the ultimate provider that anything that uh, we could worry about he's already got it i ask that as we leave here that we would uh, think about uh, those anxieties that that bother us and those fears that we have that we would turn to you and seek after your kingdom because you've promised to take care of us thank you for this sunday and ask that you give everybody a safe trip home and enjoy uh, such a beautiful day just in your holy and powerful name i pray amen